And I think we're on. What's going on, people? My little driblets. You back? Did you miss me? I know you did. What's going on, guys? Just another episode of Whiskey Dribble. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, no, no music recommendation this week. Yeah, it's been uh, a slow week musically. Uh, in any case, or not really. I just, uh, just didn't do it this week. I could give you a shit one, but come on, you guys deserve better. You deserve better. So I won't bullshit you. I didn't have one. Apologize for that. In case, what's going on? It's new. This whole new world. It's fun in the sun. I tell you, man. I'm so fucking stoked that summer's here, but it's it's a mixed bag, right? It's, it's fucking cold and rainy. And then, uh, and then it gets super hot. It's like it, 90 was like fucking heat wave. I think it was heat wave all over the U.S., so probably everybody listening is on some level you were uh, affected by the heat. Got uh, got pretty warm. Got pretty warm. So you know what? That means none of you are ever fucking happy. All right? It's too hot. It's too gloomy. It's too cold. Fucking just try and enjoy your life, people. God damn. God damn! That's right, that was one of those ones bitching too. I'm like, fuck, it's fucking hot. But that's why they invented AC and fans and, you know, any other thing to keep you cool. Ice. Ice is good. It's good with vodka. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, you know, well, I'm reading the news. Oh, what's new in the news? I don't even want to get into the stork. Shit, I've been literally listening to that all fucking day. Um, plenty, plenty of opinions. Plenty of opinions. Feel free to share yours uh, on IG at uh, Whiskey Dribble Podcast or on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter, dude. I've been trying to get more active on that, but I got to tell you, the more. By the way, Twitter is just at Whiskey Dribble. Um. But I got to tell you, the more and more I'm on social media, especially more now with the podcast and trying to put, you know, more stuff out there and interacting with people, I got to be honest, I fucking hate it, dude. It sucks. I think it just, I mean, and I guess that's a hater mentality, but I'm not trying to be a hater about it. I just, one, it's a lot of work. I, and I, I mean... I guess, you know, social media managers probably don't get fucking paid enough, but I see why they're necessary, but it's such a new niche or whatever, but it's, it fucking sucks. A while, probably a couple years ago, I helped, I was trying to help out a friend, put her product online and do that kind of shit. And, you know, it, back then it was, it was fine. You know, I didn't really see money from it, which isn't a big deal, but it's, it, you know, on some level you're trying to build this stuff and it's dealing with ads, dealing with the same shit, it's the same shit that you deal with pretty much in print media, which I did for a little while, which is, you know, obviously a dying medium, but uh, you look at it and you go, okay, well, we got to put this shit online and then you go, well, why, why does that have to be online? I don't know, maybe because somebody like Kylie Jenner has fucking earned like $900 million. How fucking much does that make you sick? I don't, I honestly, I, I don't watch the Kardashians. I know pretty much who they are because they're always in the fucking news. They're always talking. They always have some drama going on, which is I don't know, fascinating to me why you would want to be. Celebrity is a weird thing, especially celebrity for the sake of just being a celebrity. I mean, I think Paris Hilton was the one who kind of became like the first celebrity because she was a socialite. You know, socialites have always been around. It's just, you know, wealthy people. That's how they do it. They like to throw parties and generally rich people, their kids don't fucking work. They, you know, they fucking party. So they socialize with each other at big parties or celebrities because they have money, right? Their parents 
you know, own hotels and record labels and shit like that. So it's always been kind of that deal. But I think, you know, Paris Hilton came along. She changed the game a little bit, her and Nicole Richie. And then, um, you know, obviously the infamous Kim sex tape, which, you know, it's arguably can be that's the reason she's famous, because she had a sex tape out. But there's really no reason for them to be famous now. You know, they they're famous for being, you know, people, I guess, you know, people who fucking were famous, the family because of, you know, her dad being the uh, lawyer for OJ. But I mean, were they famous for that? You know, then, you know, then she divorces and marries and then marries fucking, uh, Chris Jenner, and then, and again, it's still like, I mean, they're, on some level, they were in the news, I guess, but they weren't famous, and they didn't get, they didn't all, definitely didn't all fucking become famous until Kim put out the sex tape, and then they all had, you know, then they started doing the show, and then, I don't know, maybe my timeline's off, I I don't know enough, to be honest, but they're, they're all literally famous for, for nothing. They, they don't do anything or contribute anything, right? I mean, they all kind of, they have a brand now, but they don't do shit. I don't know. I think you know what I'm saying. I'm just beating a dead fucking horse here. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they do good stuff. I'm just saying as far as like talent, they're not, they're not singers. They're not artists. They're not, you know, like, you know, and don't fucking talk to me about Kanye. He's not even in the conversation. He was already doing his thing before he got with her, so he doesn't count. But aside from, you know, I'm talking about all the girls, you know, and again, Kendall Jenner, she's the reason, you know, she was on like uh, some magazine yesterday or Yahoo or whatever the fuck, and like $900 million. And I don't know if I've ever heard her speak. You know, I've seen pictures of her, obviously, because they're fucking everywhere, but I don't know that I've heard her say a word. All right, like all the other ones, you can't shut the fuck up, and this one, just killing it, straight killing it, not saying a word. I think it's awesome. I mean, fucking more power to them. They they, you know, found a niche and went after it, which is great. The whole reality TV niche, which we're all kind of in right now. Um, I don't know what my fucking point was. That's brain fart. No, now you, now you lost me. Just went down a fucking Kardashian rabbit hole. Which is what happens to the fucking Bravo channels of the world, right? Isn't that why they exist? I mean, it's all horrible shit. Like, you wouldn't say any of it's good TV. You know, it's like The Bachelorette. Oh, it's such a good sh- No, it's not. No, it's not. The Bachelor? How can The Bachelor be fucking good? Women forever you know, want this, want a guy to fucking be like, oh, you know, be with one woman, and then they watch a show for fucking 16 or 20 weeks, however long that fucking thing is, about him systematically going from, you know, however many girls there are down to one, so he's essentially dating all of them, fucking dumb, like, oh, he's so sweet, really, because he's straight been boning this whole time, and then you're gonna get the the winner gets what? Fucking chlamydia? Like, what the fuck is the point of that show? Like, oh, it's so romantic. No. What the fuck is romantic about dwindling down your options to fucking just the the fucking last holdout? The one who wouldn't bone you, right? And then, you know, oh, I just care for her so much. No, you don't. You don't even know this idiot. And I, I, I would love to see a statistic. I bet none of them are still together to end the show, right, isn't that, isn't that how it goes, like, they're together for, like, a couple of months, you know, because, I mean, for, for those of you listening, not in Hollywood, TV shows aren't filmed live anymore, what, shocker, I know, I know, spoiler alert, but they're not filmed way in advance, so they can get the fucking advertising money, all set up, ready to go, so when it gets on fucking air, you got your, you got your show and you got your commercials. Boom, there you go. Um, so, in any case, it seems like they stay together until the show comes out. And then it's, you know, a couple of months after that. And then 
oh, it just didn't work out. Like, oh, it didn't? You didn't you mean you didn't find the love of your life after he dicked down like 40 other girls? Oh, it's terrible. You know, and it, it's different. Like, you know, I'm not a big proponent on like, you know, obviously you talk to your partner about like, you know, it's always the conversation, right? Oh, you know, I, at my age, the assumption is everyone's been with other people, right? So to get, to bog yourself down in numbers is almost silly, right? Like who gives a shit? Like as long as you're healthy, you're clean, you should be all right. Unless you were just, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure for everybody, it's different. They got the the number in their head, you know, whether it's two other people or, you know, 200 other people or somewhere, you know, a variation of the other, there's probably a number in your head where you're like, oh shit, that's too many fucking partners. Well, if that diminishes your love for that person, you probably don't love that person to begin with. Like, you know, at this, at, at this age, you know, when you're a kid, it's just, you know, you want to keep it. I don't fucking know. I don't care. You guys do what you want to do. To me, it just it seems like there's a number that everyone's got that it's like, oh, well, that's too many. Well, fuck. Like, at a certain point, if you just do the the law of averages, if somebody's single fucking going into their mid-30s, they've probably either dicked down or gotten dicked down quite a bit. Quite a bit. So, I mean, let's not be fucking hypocritical about what we're doing here, you know, at least understand that it goes, uh, both ways, and as long as you, you keep each other cool, be protected, wrap that shit up, it should all be good, you know, uh, where was that, yeah, so, in any case, I don't get that show, I don't get the whole, I don't get the idea behind it, I don't get those shows, those types of shows, you know, leading into the Kardashian shit, like, I, I can see why they're entertaining, and I was, I dated somebody for a short while who was super into them, and I tried to get into it, so we could have something to talk about, shit was stupid, you know, at one point, you realize that you're watching a TV show, and Kardashian's excluded, you know, I mean, they make fucking crazy money from the show and other things now, because again, you know, they've, they, uh, Uh, they they have uh, turned their quote unquote brand into you know a money making thing, which is hey more power to them you know capitalist society I'm all about it. Uh, I I just have the choice to not watch and I choose not to. So in any case, I think that we we look at it and we say that you know it's you know you don't contribute anything. There's nothing, but you still. You still have a value, which is a little weird. Um, but yeah, so you're watching these shows and you're, you realize at one point that if you make a decent, a decent amount of scratch, you know, some cash in your life, you are probably making more money than these people. You know, the people that you're watching on TV, you know, especially in like Hollywood, like <laughs> in Hollywood, I've been pretty fortunate uh, with the people that I know and things that I've gotten to do. So when you see these people at like premieres and, you know, uh, special events and all this stuff, you're like, Oh, that that stuff is awesome. You know, and knowing, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do quite a bit of that stuff. And, uh, so you watch them and then you realize like, okay, well I'm doing the same thing, going to the same fucking places. And I make probably, <laughs> not probably for some, for some of them, it's definitely fucking true, that I make more money than they do, right, and that's not, I'm not, that's not being braggadocious, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, I my throat, um, yeah, that, that's not bragging, that's just fact, that, you know, if you're able to do that stuff, and you make more money than these people, what's the fucking point of being, to, of, to watch them on TV, you're basically, you know, watching some poor idiot try to live your life, your life, the one you're doing right now, you know, you go to nice dinners and do other things like that, you're living a better life than they are, so why the fuck are you watching these idiots continue to ruin their life, they, 
the only thing they have upon you is the opportunity to be on TV, which some would say that's not, you know, a one up, but I think it's great. They make, they're, you know, making some coin off it. Their names are getting out there. They're getting on other shows and doing other things, which is cool. But in the interim, you're still watching, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not saying somebody not as good or, you know, not, you know, or bad or what. I just, it's, it's just pointless to watch. Like, you know, I, I, I don't get it. You know, it's the, uh, what's that fucking, it was one show that, that really kind of clicked it for me was that like, uh, below the deck or some shit like that. The one where they're on the boat and the fucking, they're all like alcoholics and nymphos and fucking going crazy. And I saw like one or two episodes of it. And that was kind of what just threw me over. Cause I started thinking, I'm like, well, fuck, like if you, you gotta imagine right? That the guy who owns the boat probably watches some form of TV and probably okayed the cameras would be there, right? I mean, that's just the logical step. They would have to, they would have to okay that, right? And some of them they show on there, but the, it's got to be like the owner of the boat, right? The guy who owns the boat and is allowing all this shit to go on and pays the fucking salary. Do you think he didn't turn the TV on at some point and was like, this is what the fuck is going on my on my boat, you know, like from the staff, like he's, he's paying for them. So they're going to these exotic locations. And then these people are getting totally fucked up and, you know, still having to work and and do that kind of stuff and give shitty service. You know, like, okay, well what they're doing on their own time is their fucking business, but you can argue the point that he's paying them to go get fucked up and then give bad service to the people that have paid really good money to use this fucking boat to go to these expensive locales, right? So if that's the case, would you really want to fucking continue to have these people on staff? I mean, I I get that it makes good TV for some, but doesn't it also make you think like, fuck, like, yeah, I mean, what, we're not supposed to feel bad for this guy and his fucking boat? What What if they sunk the motherfucker? You know, and I get that he has insurance, but it's also like, I, I don't know. It, it to me, it's like uh, you know, getting a getting a nice car, and then you take it in. Which this has happened to a friend of mine. Fucking brand new car. You go to a restaurant. You hand your keys over to fucking valet because you know it's a nicer, newer car. You don't want to, you know, maybe in L.A. for us, there's some parking. Sometimes it's shit, so it's sometimes easier just to park in valet. So you pay it, you're feeling fucking great, and they bring the car back out to you at the end of the night, and it has a huge fucking scratch on the side. That has happened. Now, do you feel bad for the fucking valet at that point? No, I'm fucking pissed. You scratched my fucking car. Well, they're just providing the service, right? Like, so now I'm supposed to fucking pay you? That's that's how I felt about this, was like, this guy, these guys that own these boats are paying these people and they're fucking off, right? Like, you'd be pissed if your car came back with a scratch on it. And this guy's supposed to be doing his job, right? And his job should include not fucking your shit up. And that's what I thought about these people. It's like, their job should include not putting his fucking, you know, putting those huge expensive boats at fucking risk. You know, and it just, it, I don't know. I think that's what kind of hit it for me. And I thought, like, fuck, and then they can't be making that much money. I mean, some of them are. So, I mean, fucking, I know a guy who captains one of those fucking boats. A guy makes well into fucking six figures. The guy's killing it, you know, and it's awesome, right? It's, you know, he, he's making that kind of money and not fucking, uh, it's not his, it's not his boat. He does none of the upkeep, none of the fucking maintenance, none of the fucking bullshit that goes along with it, right? Which is awesome for him, right? Uh, I don't know how I got down this fucking road. I just, it just was hitting me about that Kylie Jenner shit. Like fucking $900 million for doing, they they don't do shit. She doesn't do shit. Honestly, I I honestly do not know what she sounds like. And sure, she's pretty girl. She's like, what, 19 or 18, something like that. Fucking crazy. Never, ever going to have to worry about money again if she just keeps doing what she's doing, which is fantastic for her. I think that's great, but God damn, man. 900k or 900 million excuse me that's 
that's fucking crazy, dude. She should be like Elon Musk sending fucking submarines to help these Thai kids out. Which, you know, this, here's a weird segue, right? So segueing into that, all those kids made it out. The coach made it out. Fucking amazing stuff. The, uh, you know, obviously a couple of casualties. Or, or one, the Navy SEAL, uh, the Thai Navy SEAL who died. You know, that shit sucks. Uh, apparently... The, they had to go so far. I think it was like half a mile underwater. And uh, I'm a diver, and I mean, I haven't dove recently, but uh, I'm certified, do the whole deal. And for those of you who don't know, like the distance that he had to go was like half a mile, right? And it sounds like, oh, half a mile is nothing, you know? But when you think about it, the average person walking walks a mile in about 20 minutes, right? And that's just average. That's, you know, that's not taller, shorter. You know, there's a million variations, but that's about the average. It's about 20 minutes per hour. Or, excuse me. Um, yeah, it's 20 minutes per mile. Because it's the average is three miles per hour. Just walking. You're not running any of that shit. You're just walking. Um, so when you, think, when you think about that, you think that... Okay, half mile, roughly 10 minutes walking. Okay, well, now picture yourself underwater with 10% to 15% of your body weight in weights on you to bring you down. You also have a tank. You also have um, a BC. You also have, you know, um, an ex- he had an extra tank, actually, for the, the kids that he was trying to get out. So you think about all this weight, and then now you think about them going, he's going through a cave, right? So you're moving a lot slower than you normally would. And most of these tanks, depending on how big they are, which I think he had an average-sized tank. And if he, he was a Navy SEAL, so he probably wasn't an air hog. He wasn't sucking down uh, air super fast. He was probably, you know, keeping pretty even keel. Um, He probably had anywhere from 35 to 40 minutes. I would imagine of air in one tank and, and, you know, maybe he had two. I don't know. I don't know the whole, the whole specs on it. I just know it's fucking, it's a tragedy. And the guy, the guy literally died because he handed the second tank to the, to the kid to get somebody out is what I read. So I I don't know the validity of it, but for everything I've seen, it seems like the guy went down a hero and, I think we should just definitely honor people like that. You know, it's, it was a tragedy. Those kids were there to begin with. It was just a series of unfortunate events is what it sounds like. Uh, they all made it out safe, which is fucking as a parent. I can't imagine what those fucking parents were going through. Knowing that your kids were literally in a cave that any moment could fill up with water. You know, they, they were the way they were having storms. They were talking about him being down there four months. Um, But one of the conservative uh, estimates, I think, was that uh, they had a couple of weeks because if it kept raining the way it was going to, it was going to flood that that cave. Again, that's just one report. I don't know that I don't know how true that is, Um, but but let's, you know, for the sake of argument, let's say it's true. This shit's terrible. You know, and uh, they got out, so let's let's all hug our our loved ones a little bit tighter tonight, and just be glad that they're not going through that kind of shit. You know, um, that's that's fucking insane. I can't imagine, and uh, I would not want to would not want to be there. Um, but thanks to that guy for giving himself up for uh, for those kids. You know, um, I did hear. Yeah, that fucking, this is, this sucks. So I did hear that the doctor that went in to help them out, I guess when he got out, he literally, he, they got the last kid out and then he came, he refused to leave those kids. And, uh, he was down there. I don't know, I don't know how long he was down there. I'm not even gonna fucking speculate. Um, but he was down there for a while, but as they were getting the kids out, he was, he would not leave until the last kid left. So the last kid left, um, he gets out, then, then they get this guy out, the doctor out, 
and he gets out to find out that his father had just passed away. Fucking terrible, right? Um, you know, another hero, too. Now, really, it's... I guess the, the only solace that you can have is knowing that how fucking proud his dad was in, those, in his last minutes of his kid, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you obviously you want to be there if you can. Last couple of minutes, that's just one of those things, you know. But he was doing a a great thing, and he he helped save those kids. So you know, salute to to both of those guys, the Thai guy and 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 that guy's dad. You know, it's it it's just it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I mean that was another thing. So yeah, let's let's all just be happier <laughs> for a little bit if we can be. I mean, again, we'll get into the stork stuff later. Um I I definitely don't want to get to it now. I feel like with that kind of thing, I wanna sit down. I have a couple of friends, uh very smart friends that that we differ on we come together on a lot more things than we differ on, but the stuff we differ on we differ kinda of hard and, and they're very educated and I value their opinion on lots of things. I'd love to have them on the podcast and talk to them about things like this, because I know that we are definitely polarized on seeing and listening to the, the listening to as a whole, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I definitely get them on here soon and we'll, we'll have a conversation and you guys can hear us go back and forth. Uh, as not political analysts at all, just as people who fucking are, are very interested to see where this country's going next and um, with things like this, what what it's going to be, what does it do for the next step? And and granted, it's gonna it will be long form. I'm gonna have to record it for it'll be a couple hours. We we tend to get into some pretty deep conversations that last a while, just for the point, just because. Well, I mean, I don't know if we're we're maybe just too opinionated sometimes, but we definitely want to get our point across. Uh, not in an argumentative way, just in a sense that, like, you know, there's usually points that I don't know that they educate me on, and I feel like maybe I do the same for them, so then we have an even better discussion the next time we bring it up. Because make no mistake, as much as you know, Fox News, CNN, you know, ESPN, (laughs) whatever, whatever news outlet you, you use for your source, you know, Facebook, fucking Instagram, whatever, make no mistake that they give you short answers to very complicated questions. And none of this is easy and none of it's simple especially, you know, the stuff that's going on, it's, it's easy. It's easy to have a bullet point answer, but bullet point answers are no longer, and they shouldn't have been before, but they're no longer tolerated and they shouldn't be. We should question a lot of things. And, and when you talk about the things that are going on now, we need to make sure that not only are we asking a question, but we are listening for answers. We need to understand everyone's side before we we compromise because that's the only way it's going to fucking work, guys. We have to compromise and move forward, right? There are going to be things morally that we don't necessarily agree with, but the transverse of it is having what we have. And this shit is not working on a lot of levels, on a lot of different levels. And we're saying that, you know, the red guys are pointing at the blue guys and then fucking the blue guys are pointing at fucking the red guys and the independents are not giving a shit and trying to go in a different way. And now you have things like, you know, democratic socialism. And that's a whole other fucking issue that people don't understand. And you're getting into a point where, where things like that are, or we're getting to a point, excuse me, where things like that sound like a normal thing. And let me, let's make it clear. It is not normal, nor should it be. There's a reason that we split up from, you know, from things like that. Do we have socialist programs? Yes, we do. On some level, we have, you know, societal programs that can, can be 
represented that way, but they're not that way because they're supported by a capitalist society. That's the that's what it comes down to. So, and that, that's another thing. But fucking, we'll we'll push back on that when I get these guys on. Um, because we, I, I, I don't think that we necessarily disagree on that kind of stuff. Um, there there are points of it that we do disagree on. And again, back to my point of that is we have to keep having these conversations. We have to, we have to across the board, both sides, you know? Um, and, and the the fact that we're even saying just two sides is, is mind boggling. And the fact that it's 2018, we have the internet and you can go to another country on a plane in fucking, you know, six to 12 hours, right? You can see how other people live. You, you know, you could fucking drive from one state to another and see how people live. You can take the train, do the same shit. You can, my, my point is you can travel to see different custom customs, different lifestyles, different cultures. And the fact that we can do that in this day and age, if you're not doing that and you're still expressing an opinion on shit, you need to pump the brakes. If you're not willing to experience some of it or at least understand it, on some level, understand some of it, then, then there's no hope because we're we're you're gonna be running in circles. You know, you you will have circle arguments, which tends to get nowhere, um, and and it it doesn't do anyone any good. You know, we need to figure out these big issues that let's be honest, no one's dealt with really. We, we, you know, we have, we have trade issues we have to deal with. We have, fuck, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll wait till I get these guys. I mean, we have so, so much to discuss with that kind of shit. Cause there's, you can go, I literally go down a rabbit hole for months and months and months and you'll be right back where you start, you know? And, and the reason that I push to have, to, you know, again, when I, getting, getting these guys on is because we do differ on those things. I love talking to people that that I don't necessarily agree with. I just want to know where you're coming from. Like, wh- I want to understand what's in what's in your brain as far as that goes. Like, and I hope that that's how they look at me too. I, I mean, you know, I get I get pretty hard nosed on some things, but for the most part, I feel like I'm open to the conversation. There aren't too many things that I I kind of dig my heels in on. Uh, but that stuff we'll find out when we, when we go down that road. Um, but speaking of uh, another fucking fantastic segue, don't you guys love this long form rant I give you? I think this one's going pretty long today. Um, that's fine. You guys, you guys are enjoying it. So, um, so for those of you who don't know, so Dana White and Brennan Schaub kind of got into it. This is this is like uh, my attempt at uh, pop news, pop culture. Uh, so Brendan Shaw, if, if you don't know, Dana White is the, you know, he's no longer the owner, but he's the face of the UFC. They just sold it. He still has a contract with them for another year or so, I think, um, because it's, I think ICM plus some other partners bought it. Uh, it's a creative agency out here in LA. Um, I think they, they bought it, they, you know, they bought it for 4 million or 4 billion, excuse me. And uh, he, you know, he got a fat payday, obviously, but part of his part of the contract was keeping him on because he is the most well known. He's always been the face of the UFC. Um, meanwhile, the Fertitas were actually ones who had purchased it. The Fertitas own uh, Station Casinos in Vegas. The guys are fucking they're genius fucking dudes. Um, really smart guys. I think they're. I think their father owned a casino and kind of got them into the business, but they're, you know, very smart in their own right. Um, yeah. So in any case, him and Brendan Schaub, who Brendan Schaub, just a little background. He played colleg- <clears throat> collegiate football. I think he played for, he played professionally for a couple of years. I couldn't tell you what team. And then uh, he played for, oh, excuse me. And then, when that ended, he went to the UFC, and his, he had an okay record in the UFC, but he did knock out um, some high-level guys. Uh, Mirko Krokop uh, comes to mind. I don't remember if he fought Gonzaga or not, but um, 
Yeah, is it Krokop? Yeah, I believe it's Krokop. Uh, but yeah, at the time, I mean, he fought some uh, big level guys uh, as far as, you know, at that time in the UFC. And, and he beat a few of them, which is fucking awesome. He uh, retired from that shortly after the Reebok deal. And a little background into this argument is that when they did the Reebok deal with um, the UFC, before that, fighters could go get sponsorship. So they would have like, you know, it, they look like fucking race cars. You know, they had uh, patches and shit all over their shorts of different sponsors. So like, you know, Bud Light or Coors or fucking Hayabusa. A lot of them um, were like, uh, shit, what's that? That monster energy drink, stuff like that. They would get sponsored. You know, and depending on, you know, if, uh, if they were on the main card, if they were on the undercard, like, you know, they would get paid certain amount of things. Well, some of them got paid really well and, you know, through sponsorship, the fighting, they never, they've never gotten paid well with UFC. It's always been like 10 or 15,000 plus bonuses in the beginning. I think now it's up to 40 grand. I mean, if you think it doesn't sound like a lot or you let's let's do this if you think that forty thousand dollars is a lot of money think about training hard at an elite level gym for six weeks having to pay trainers having to bring people in paying a nutritionist to make sure you get on weight you know paying fucking rent right rent all your fucking bills for six fucking weeks and you know previous to that you have to train it's not like you have a day job the the heavyweight champion who just lost to Daniel Cormier is the probably the only one that I can really think of that has a legit day job, and he's a fucking firefighter, you know. So, and and, and a fucking badass. The guy's incredible, incredible. You know, definitely, definitely, definitely an elite fucking athlete. So, in any case, Brendan Schaub was one of the first guys to say, you know, hey, we're making a lot more money with sponsorship. Fuck this Reebok deal. And obviously, Dana White wanted the Reebok deal because the Reebok deal is good for the UFC. Puts everybody essentially in a uniform and they get a little bit of a bonus for wearing the Reebok stuff. Well, I guess the deal per fighter would be about $10,000 when they fight, right? So if you fight and you your purse is $10,000, if you're on one of the undercards, you know, you you get paid 10 grand. You just went out and beat the shells, dude. You got 10 grand. Well, you got another 10 grand coming from Reebok, right? And, you know, if you got a fight of the night bonus, there's other shit too. But let's say theoretically you didn't. You just went and fought, okay? You fought and you got 10 grand, right? You win, you get your 10 grand. Well, then you get your 10 grand from Reebok because that's their, their sponsorship deal with the fighters, at least from my understanding, and I could be completely wrong, but this is my understanding. So in any case, you know, you're looking at 10 Gs, right? Well, so his his point was that they would make more getting sponsorship from things like Hayabusa and Monster Energy Drink and fucking Bud Light and things like that, uh, which is why if you go back, there's a famous uh, a little clip of Brock Lesnar when he got into the UFC, when he finally beat Frank Mir. And uh, he he stands up and, you know, he's talking at the end saying how he's going to go home. And meanwhile, he's, he's saying, I'm going to go home and have a Coors because Bud Light ain't paying me shit, right? Well, and he's standing on a huge Bud Light logo. The It says Bud Light on the, uh, on the pillars behind him. It, it's fucking, it's hilarious. You know, but that that was the whole deal. Like back then, they were getting some, you know, some sort of sponsorship. And so Brendan Shop, he wasn't the only one, but he was one of the more vocal people talking about how they're, you know, they're basically getting fucked. How they're getting fucked? They feel like they're already getting fucked by the UFC because if you think about it, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, ten or even forty thousand dollars is not that much when you're getting your fucking head kicked in. You know, um, you know, and that and that's winning. Winning, you come out busted up, and you probably still got to go to the fucking doctor, right? So, you look at it and say, okay, is it worth it? Well, it's, you know, it's a high-level high sport, blah, blah, Well, you can, they should be able to afford to pay, you know, the guys a little bit more. And I think the only ones who get the 
pay-per-view deal, so the uh, the champions get a cut of the pay-per-view buys, right? So that's how they pay Connor more. That's how they pay, you know, all the champions. If you're a champion, because you're headlining the event, you get a, a piece of the pay-per-view buys. Again, that's just from my, you know, my limited understanding of how it all works. But that being said, there that's where their beef started was Brandon Child questioning this this move to Reebok and Dana White, who's notorious for fucking just arguing with people he doesn't like, uh, you know, i.e. Ariel Helwani. He's, you know, he goes hard in the paint on certain people. Uh, and then certain people like Conor McGregor, he, you know, can do no fucking wrong, right? It's really, it's a really hypocritical type of way to go about it, especially being a boss. He should be even keel, but he's gotten so much notoriety for his attitude towards towards certain people and things like that. Like he's the Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban's a perfect example. It's kind of the same shit because Mark Cuban used to lose it at the fucking basketball games. Right. And, uh, not only was he rich, but then he started become becoming famous. Right. And that's what happened with Dana White. You know, UFC went from, you know, these small once, a every six months, if you're lucky type of deal where you'd have to rent the fucking DVD to pay-per-view then the pay-per-views were once or twice a year for a couple of years and then it went to three and four because I I think it was like every every year you had like three or four for a good chunk of like five years and then it went like kind of crazy then they started doing like a whole bunch um and now and now it seems like they do them every fucking other weekend there's something going on but there's there's a ton now more than there used to be. So, you know, a ton, you know, it's just being hyperbolic. But my point being is that, so they they should be able to pay their fighters more. Brendan Schaub had the same opinion. Um, he They didn't like the fucking deal. So Dana, him and Dana White started going back and forth. So getting back, that long-winded explanation is getting to the point where yesterday, I believe, uh, Brendan Schaub now... Uh, he, he's a fucking famous podcaster. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He has, um, uh, he's a commentator on things. This fucking guy has done like E, you know, uh, red carpet events and shit. He's just, he's, he's really coming into his own. That whole group is, which is fucking great. Like, uh, Joe Rogan's like his posse, right? They're all kind of, they're all finally getting the notoriety that they shouldn't have had a long time ago. These guys, most of them are fucking hilarious. Joey Diaz, Brian Callen, um, you know, Burt Kreischer, Thompson Girl, like all these dudes should have gotten credit a long time ago. Ari Shafir, he's another one too, um, that should have gotten credit for stuff a long time ago. And now, you know, as of recently, they're all, you know, getting notoriety. And some of it is in part to, Joe Rogan's podcast because it's so fucking famous. Like, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't listen to it or at least hasn't heard of it, right? So it, it's a huge, huge fucking deal. Um, so uh, Brendan Schaub has a show that he used to do his own podcast. He he has the fighter and the kid, but he has uh, he had his own called the Big Brown Breakdown where he'd break down fights, you know, not just uh, UFC fights, but like boxing matches and things like that. He's, he's well-versed. So he's, you know, he's not out of his realm, right? This, he, he did fight. He knows fighters. He, he's fucking, he knows what he's talking about when he, when it comes to it, to, to it, at least in, in, in the sense that he knows more than most people. So his, his opinion should be valued at least somewhat more than the fucking most random dude. You know, I, I don't, I couldn't think of somebody who would know, you know, I mean, obviously like the Gracie's, I mean, Rogan's fucking kind of top, top chart. Cause he does the same thing, but they all like watch fights and they from, from everywhere, you know, like jujitsu matches that are, it's just jujitsu. Right. So most people would probably be bored out of their fucking minds, but these guys love all that stuff. So he's well versed on a lot of fucking people coming in and out of the UFC. Well, he, he was on, his show that was the big brown breakdown, which is now uh, below the belt. And it's, he has, it's a show on Showtime. So, you know, good on him. <laughs> and it's also, I think 
I think, um, the YouTube version where he breaks stuff down and, uh, he was talking about, I think kickboxers coming in and, you know, it just innocuous comments about like some, most fighters. And he was talking about somebody, not necessarily somebody specific, but the, the, the type of fighter, you know, that style and really offering criticism. Well, the fuck Dana White, you know, he did this. And then the, then one guy who fights that style, who's, you know, kind of a beast, he, you know, put up that video kind of mocking it a little bit. And so Dana White fucking, or Brennan Schaub responds to that guy, you know, like, oh, I wasn't really, I'm not talking about you, just the style, whatever. So Dana White, it, you know, basically calls Brendan Schaub a fucking moron and, you know, don't listen to this guy, you know, he goes fucking hard in the paint on Brendan Schaub, right? So Brendan Schaub being fucking Brendan Schaub, the, I mean, the guy doesn't need Dana White. He's not looking for his fucking approval. And they've already had beef before. Comes back fucking hard in the motherfucking paint on this dude. It made me laugh so hard because he he basically, you know, kind of breaks down his credentials a little bit. And then he said, tells Dana White that if it wasn't for the Fertitas, the guys who put the money behind UFC, if it wasn't for, for them, he, Dana White would be a kickboxing instructor in Boston. A bald, fat kickboxing strike. I fucking laughed. I fucking squealed a little when I saw when I read that because it's just like most most people don't have the power or necessarily the balls to go back at someone like Dana White because you know the fighters aren't going to do it because he holds all the cards. I mean, at this point, the UFC is still the biggest show in town. If you're a fucking fighter, you know some of these guys go back and forth with them, but then you don't see him fight. I mean, he literally holds all the cards and he has done that for so long. He, you know, he feels like he can talk shit to anybody. And, and I don't know if it's just because it's Brendan Schaub. He felt like going hard fucking at that dude. But so they go, you know, he's going back and forth. And then, uh, so at the end of this thing that he, this, this typed out fucking thing, he says something about, uh, this is this isn't how Eskimo brothers should talk to each other. Now I gotta know, dude. I gotta know. Dana White's fucking... Dana White's been um, married to his wife for a long time. They're, I think they're high school sweethearts. So I don't know if he's insinuating that he straight fucking boned that dude's wife or because Brendan Chubb used to date Ronda Rousey or if Dana White hit that shit with Ronda Rousey. So now it's, you know, straight up drama, dude. Drama. Fucking drama in the UFC, son. Fucking silly stuff. Grown ass men. And the best part is they're fighting over, you know, they're talking shit back and forth over Instagram like fucking 14 year old girls. Which, I mean, again, plays into my fucking hatred of social media. This shit's fucking insane. But don't get me wrong, I mean, I like going on and checking out the ladies. It's real nice for that. Makes it real convenient. But, it, I mean, it's it's that kind of shit. It's like, how, you, how do you get away from it? Like, you, as much as you want to get away from it, stuff like this. Like, I, I didn't know. I saw um, a clip or, like, a, something popped up on my on the Twitter feed. About Brendan Schaub and fucking Dana White going at it. And then I was like, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm fucking laughing my ass off because these two dudes are literally talking shit to each other on social media. You know, it's like the equivalent. I feel like it's the equivalent of two kids in a schoolyard just like pushing each other. Like, what are you really going to do? You know, I mean, what? Dana White has no control over the shit that happens with Brendan Schaub anymore. So who gives a shit? And if they met up in fucking real life. Brendan Chubb would just squash him, you know, he'd beat the shit out of him, so if that's the case, like, what what's really going to happen here, you guys are going to keep talking shit to each other, like, you know, I think Brendan Chubb at one point said he didn't, you know, he doesn't have any ill will towards, towards Dana, you know, but obviously Dana's holding something against this dude, so it's, at this point, I just kind of want to know what it is, like, I think it's one of those silly stories that'll play out later, you know, meanwhile, 
I'm I'm telling you this. I probably this is probably what fifteen minutes into this fucking this one story and uh earlier in the episode I mentioned how fucking useless like Kendall Jenner is, right? Like I you know, we like what we like, so go fuck yourself, okay? I'm I'm allowed to I'm allowed to like what I like. I just find I mean it, it's the stuff like that. It's just silly. Silly shit. Um, where are we at? Oh, fuck, guys. We're at 50-something minutes. Um, yeah, I think I get cut off here in an hour, so. Luckily for you, lucky for you, I get cut off in an hour. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a little weird week. Um, yeah, so now we got those divers out. Brendan Chubb running around because he's the fucking man. What are you going to do? The guy's, the guy's fucking killing it. And he's a beast. The guy's like 6'4", fucking 220 or 230, just all fucking straight-up beefcake, dude. You know, what are you going to do? If you're Dana White, you just shut your fucking mouth, which he's not known to do. The guy's just going to keep talking shit. And then what? And I say they do a charity boxing match. What can I say? I say they fucking do a charity boxing match, give the money to, to fucking charity, and then, uh, yeah, call it a day. But I think, you know, you'd have to have, like, it would have to be a boxing match, and then Brendan Shaw would have to have, like, one arm tied behind his back. Yeah, it's, uh, the guy hasn't been in the Octagon in a couple of years, and he still looks like a goddamn machine. I don't know. Big boy, big boy. Uh, what else? What else I can throw under here real quick? I don't know. Uh, yeah, sorry about not having the music this week. Like I said, um, I just had a couple songs I wanted to put for you guys, and uh, it just I didn't it didn't work out the way I wanted. But things are good. Everything's good with me. I hope everything's going good with you guys. Putting some stuff in the works right now. Uh, things are things are going well with this, which is good. The the viewers keep our listeners. I'm sorry, viewers. Uh, listeners keep going up. The, you know, much like every other podcaster, uh, it's, we're going to, we're going to change it. We're getting, uh, I'm getting some changes coming soon. And, uh, one of those being, you know, getting people on the podcast, getting other people. Cause I know you guys just love only hearing me, but got to mix it up. Got to get some, get some other opinions in here, get some just conversations going it's a good time to have them. You know why? Because we don't want to have them. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to engage. For me, it's the best time. You gotta talk through it. You gotta. You gotta have something to. You gotta have something to say. Let's let's get through this together, people. Because at the end of the day, we're all in this fucking rock together. So let's uh, let's figure some shit out. Uh, yeah, fifty-three minutes. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna let y'all get it on. Hope all's well. Keep it going. Thirsty Thursday, go have a drink, drink responsibly, preferably a good glass of rye. If not, drink some wine, baby, keep it going. Drink uh, that red wine for your heart. It'll thank you later, and so will I. All right, see you next week.